Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hey everyone, uh, Susan again. So empowering chats every year has a theme this year, as you've heard, I'm sure, is be potential. So the month of January, my team and I decided the B is going to stand for bravery. Bravery. So let me tell you what bravery means. It means brave spirit or conduct, courage, valor, magnificence, bravery. And we also felt like bravery is is something that is brilliant, it brilliance. And um, we came up with another word under bravery, bountiful. Can we have can we be bountiful in our bravery, which means having a lot, right? Having over so much that it, in some ways, kind of feeds your soul, right? To be that brave. So, yeah, bravery in your, in finding your potential in 2024. And I've interviewed some amazing people for this month. I, I really know you're going to fall in love with each of them and um, be inspired. And in the meantime, you can get my book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. It comes with um, inspiration cards and or you can go to Insight Timer through my website, susanburrell.com and listen to guided meditations I have there if you're looking to find inspiration to feel more brave. In the meantime, enjoy the show. So everybody, before we dive in today um, into this uh, really amazing topic, and, and and I have just a wonderful, beautiful woman that we're going to have a wild ride with, I just want to remind you to go to the website, susanburrell.com, and um, you, you can find all my meditations on Insight Timer. You can access them through the website. You can check out my current book. Um, you can check out classes I'm going to be teaching in 2024 and and just you know listen to any podcast that draws you to it so uh with that being said um today we're going to be talking about bravery and clarity and my guest is clara chorley clara thank you so much for joining me you're so welcome i'm excited to have this i i, I got chills i got chills yeah i'm excited so Everybody, Clara came to my attention because she uh, did a short YouTube pop, which um, I just thought was amazing. And actually, we'll have the link in the show notes so you can all uh, view it. Um, but Clara, in that, you were talking about bravery, true bravery, and that that is a, that true bravery isn't what society used to tell us. That true bravery is a very deep personal uh experience if you will so let's let's tease that out you know because there's there's old-fashioned bravery with people going to war and you know in in olden olden days they were putting on armor and now god knows god help us all what they do now but is that bravery so there's the you remember the movie with um like leap and the leap and the bridge will appear. The Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, yeah. That sort of like or, or like you, yeah. The battle zone. Jump on your horse and pull out your sword and just off you go. Just do it. And it, it, which is terrifying, I think, for 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 most of us. And it's and my focus is often on people in their later stage careers. And at that point, we've got a lot to lose, you know, and not just in terms of what we're earning and what we own, but also in terms of the people that we love and care about. So it's more complicated than just take this huge risk. Yes. Um, and, and also, the one thing I think is so important is it's very, very, very personal. And when we can go more into this, we probably, it will probably be beneficial. For example, 
I have upped and moved twice, three times in my life. Massive, massive continental moves, right? Um, and the last one, I took myself to Africa. And a lot of people were like, that's so incredibly brave. And I was sort of, well, um, I'm compelled. I've spent my life preparing for this. So for me, yes, okay, it's brave and... This year, since February, I've been taking myself onto LinkedIn and trying to clarify my brand and my messaging and actually make a difference in other people's lives. And that kind of visibility is... Yeah, yeah. But people don't look at that and go, it's brave. But for me, it's because they just look at what my output is. But for me, it has required so much bravery. And this is the personal place because when we're being brave in the ways that we know we need to be brave... That's what shifts and changes our lives. Not being in the brave, not being brave in the way that society values bravery. I, you know, I, I've been talking about this a lot. Uh, that because what I'm hearing you say, Clara, is it requires uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You know, true bravery is being vulnerable enough to to step out fully. You. Fully, this is who I am. This is what I do. Or, um, you know, wow, I am. I'm going to step out and do this, whether it's business or moving or leaving a marriage or a job. It it makes us feel vulnerable, you know, doing something we maybe haven't ever done before. And then it takes that personal amount of bravery to step up. And I totally get feeling um, that it's excruciating to put yourself out in in ways that maybe are more uh, allowing yourself to be more personal or be more seen in the world it's I think it's the it's the intersection with whatever is true for you mm. whatever matters to you because if it doesn't if it isn't true and it doesn't matter it's not it's not really as vulnerable so, so my work, my impact, it really, really matters to me. It's a, it's a purpose fulfillment like yours is for you. Yeah. It matters that I don't get to 70, 80 years old and look back and go, I wish I had. Like that really matters. So there's an enormous amount of vulnerability there, especially when it's sort of dependent on a collective <laughs> response or not. But it's, it's the bravery is the going for the things that, that we really want. Yes, and, and separating those from the things that we think we should be doing or the things that are going to please other people or the things that feel safer. And that's where a lot of sort of, that's why I say it's so personal because someone could be looking at me and going, you're so brave and you live such a big life. And inside me at 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm waking up and going, you have no idea. There was this thing that I've wanted my entire life and I can't get myself to go for it. Or I'm really successful in this profession, this job. And people are, you know, looking up to me and following me and I can't stand it. There's this other thing I feel called to do and I can't get myself to go do it, right? Right, right. It's right. so personal in that way. We're the only ones that can really have an, a layers of honesty with ourselves. With ourselves, being honest with ourselves, yes. And facing maybe some of the other uh, pockets of unexplored or dark parts of ourselves to face them so that we can be even more honest. In my experience, I, I've had to look at those things in order for me to take one more step further out in the world, you know, become more me by, okay, but looking at some of those hidden spots within me that were keeping me stuck because you're talking about being stuck. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. I love that you said that because... One of the things that I had a, another conversation about this today is I, I feel deeply that we need more spaces mm. where we can speak into the parts of ourselves where we feel most shame, mm -hmm. fear. You know, I'm afraid if I go and do that thing, I'm going to like get really angry or I'm going to react or I'm going to hurt somebody. Or that's a big thing for women as well. Just that's a societal psyche thing, but. Or so those spaces, yeah, where we can sort of go, you know, I want to speak up in these really important meetings and I, I want to show like everybody else is saying all the things that I already know about. And so I right. look like I don't know anything. 
So I want to speak up more, but it was this thing that happened to me when I was fill in the blank and it's really deeply impacted me and I can't sort of get around. I don't know how to get around that and I'm really afraid this is going to happen and everybody's like, just do what it says in this article. And I try that, but I can't get it to come out of my mouth or it's like, (laughs) oh my God. Okay. Yeah. We need spaces where we can come in and go, you know, I, I work with executives who sit in calls with me and go, can you tell me how to word that email? Because my brain is offline. It's so much harder. But when there are places where we can say and be those softer, darker sides of ourselves, we integrate. We integrate more into our wholeness. Yeah. You can say to somebody who gets it, you can't say it. Can I keep going for a second? Yeah, absolutely. You can't say it to somebody who hasn't uncovered it inside themselves. If I sit to somebody, sit with somebody who is saying to who, and I'm going like, oh my God, I'm so afraid of um, uh, my violent side. I'm so afraid of, of my compulsive side. I'm afraid of these aspects of myself. If they haven't addressed that in themselves and they haven't sat with that and transmuted that, I love that word, transmute. I love that word. Transformation of energy. Because it's all energy. Um if they haven't done that, one of two things are going to happen. A, whatever you say is going to flat line against them. It's not going to go anywhere. Or you're going to get a cerebral response, which often sounds like, are you ready for this? Just believe in yourself. Oh, God. Let me give you three steps to handle this. Uh, don't feel that way. It's normal to feel that way. It's like there's no space for the, the empathy of what it's like to feel that way. And when we can be with each other deeply in those spaces and feel like who I am is normal and held and I'm not being shamed for it because I'm already shaming myself enough for it. And oh, I'm still light and I'm still all these other wonderful things alongside my darkness and my struggles. I somehow come together in a more whole way and now I'm less afraid of myself and now I trust myself more and now I can start to maybe speak up in that meeting. It is yes. profoundly important how we are with one another and having space for this. Well, I'm so grateful that you said all that because it's true. And I've often found in my personal life that, you know, we, I think we tend to put ourselves in a box and my shoulders are moving up and down because it's so uncomfortable now. But, you know, we tend to put ourselves in this smaller space. And as we become more aware of who we are and we grow, that space becomes really uncomfortable. And so I often talk about holding a larger container for ourselves. And you're just talking, what you just described, Clara, is being able in that container to invite people in so you can state and, and like you said, be held um, with empathy and compassion and not be directed, not be told what to do, not be fixed, not be shushed, but be held in a, a safe environment. You know, I, I often talk about circles, you know, circles that hold individuals or hold groups so that each person can be seen heard and not fixed because it's in the speaking out of our greatest um fear guilt shame blah 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 we we then can see it you know it's almost like it comes out of our mouths and then sits across from us and you go oh oh that's what it was that's what i've been afraid of oh that's not as bad as i thought but just it just to be able to have someone witness that is huge so when yeah so so clara i want to i want to talk about because what you just described is a brilliant way a brilliant way to be brave it's a brilliant way to uh begin to sort what's yours and what's not but it's also leads you into a, a higher sense of clarity Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I just want to say, really enjoying this conversation. Oh, wow. um, yes. A higher sense of clarity for sure. Because in look, in its ideal form, and I, I often talk about having enough clarity because I think we aspire too much to like, I've got to be 100% sure. I've got to be 100% ready. I've got to be 100% clear. I've got to be the perfect parent. I've got, you know, all this stuff. So low, let's lower the bar on that. But let's say the optimal clarity is when the committee is in agreement. And the committee is the head, 
the heart, the gut, and then the body. Oh, I love that. Our bodies are often like I'm moving towards it or I'm moving away from it. So we're having a gut response and but there is a there is often a, a sort of physical energetic component to it. Yes. That's the optimal clarity, right? That that the moment I knew I was going to take that one way flight to Senegal, I was living in San Francisco, I'd been there for over a decade. I had been I had a thirty year love affair with the African continent. I'd been back and forth multiple times. But in that moment, lying on my friend's couch, she wasn't even at home. I was just spending the afternoon in her place, I think. The moment I was clear, all my my entire committee was like, it's time. And then things flowed from there. I would Mm -hmm. think that is a wonderful, optimal level of clarity and not always the case. But there was a 30-year run-up to that. Right. Going back and forth, working there, bringing it up. I mean, I drove my friends... And my therapist, bananas, because I talked about Africa so much. They were like, can you just go already? But I couldn't until. Mm-hmm. So the more we sort of are brave and we look and we pull out these dark parts of us, we put us all of our whole selves in a room. Yes, clarity is birthed from that. And it doesn't have to be perfect clarity. It could be just enough for the next step, just enough for the next step. That's all we really need. It's like, what is there a next step? Right. And I so appreciate that that you say it doesn't have to be perfect because I have clients and I'm one that, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything until I'm absolutely certain. And, and what happens is then the clock is still ticking. You know, everybody it's still, you know, are, are, when is, when is enough enough? When are you absolutely certain enough? So I love that you, uh, this idea of the committee agreement of um, the head, heart, gut, and body. I love that. Because that, in my in my personal experience, when those things line up, I get an energet, I get an energy jolt. You know, these, this energy just shoots in and down me, and it, it starts vibrating. And that, and that's when I am like, okay, I have to pay attention to this. Yes, this is what I'm supposed to say or do. My next step is do or you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that, so my visual for that is imagine a pipe and it's got, you know, when it's all like super clogged up. So there's water trying to flow through it, but it can't because there's this clogged up piece. So great bravery is I'm going to go look at the clog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go look at all that stuff that's clogging up the pipes. And that happens at various stages of life, right? So we look at the clog and each time we look at the clog a little bit further away and maybe a tiny bit of water starts to go through. And this is happening through our core, right? I'm going to look at the clock. I'm going to look at the clock. Look at the... And then all of a sudden, there's that last bit there and it gets moved because enough of the clock is now out of the way. And then you get the flow and that is clarity. So that flow is our natural state. That And I, all, we're, all we're really doing is moving the clogs out of the way so that we can actually experience how we naturally are. We're naturally in the flow of energy. Yes. So or should be. That's, right. Well, Unless you're all clogged up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the clock. I'm wearing and out of clogs our entire lives, right? And I don't mean the Dutch shoes. Um, but for some of us, for me, I I had a clog that lasted pretty much my whole life. Um, because it was it was it was it, it got into place very, very early on. But I went at it for probably forty odd years. And I'm not exaggerating. Like I really had to like keep coming back to this clog and keep coming back to this clog. And then there was this moment about three years ago where it just sort of like, oof. And the way I've operated since then has been very different. It's not like I'm not still getting clogged up, but that longer term one um, isn't so much there. So the clarity comes a little more easily. The water flows a little more easily. Right, because the energy's flowing. Exactly. You're allowing... You're allowing uh, the receptivity to remain open now as opposed you know as opposed to clogging it up and then you know because sometimes when okay so i got i got a couple things to say clara i love what you just said shared because um it does in my experience and i'm a ripe old age now it does take persistent um focus or going back to whatever that thing that's keeping you stuck 
is and facing it and dealing with it and moving it, moving it through. Um, and, and it does take years sometimes for, it's not a magical one-off, you know, you don't get the, the, the magic mantra that it creates the, the miracle. And, and, and that doesn't mean I don't believe in miracles, everybody, because I know shift, change, transmutation can happen in a heartbeat. I know that I've experienced it, but there's also this idea of moving more fully into our potential, not just the possibility of what I'm going to be when I grow up, but our potential. And um, for me, I really think all of our potentials is to be more who we were meant to be when we were first born, you know, to really fulfill our soul contracts and fill out all that, you know, you talked about integrated, integrating into wholeness, feeling that, I got chills again, feeling that wholeness, becoming that wholeness, that full potential in this lifetime. And it requires persistence and, and going back to the clog. And it may take 30, 40 years. It took me 50, uh, you know. And, but once you move all that crap, once you get the flow going and 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 have figured out what works for you to help you maintain or move into that flow more frequently for me it's aligning with the highest frequency love keeps me in the flow mm. but the more you do that individually then the more your life becomes more rich more opulent if you will more brilliant and um and it does take bravery to move that garbage right yeah it, it takes it um it, you remember that that well-known marianne williamson quote our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate our greatest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure i often for me personally i often feel like it, the bravery is more around if i move the clogs I know I'm going to become somebody, I'll be, I'll be more me, but it'll be a different version of me. I'll mm -hmm. tolerate less of that crap. I'll probably won't resonate with these people as much. I'm probably going to have more boundaries there. I may not even, will I pre-clog movement? Will I still want to do what I've been doing for 30 years? <gasps> so then we get yeah. to... Like I, there's an identity shift that happens that I think at a very, very deep, deep level, we all are aware of this, whether we're conscious of it or not, but there's a, coming back to what you mentioned earlier about the sort of like our personal relationship with the unknown is going to play a role in how brave we can be, how messy we can let our lives get, how much we feel brave enough to See what happens to, to let go of the clogs, to move the clogs, to do the thing. And can we trust that where we're going is going to be better than where we've been? And do we have the ability to really be in the mess? And it's a little, it's chaotic. It's a chaotic stage. And this, we may or may not go deeper into this piece of the conversation, but we're, we have a, a, um, a majority, I think, I believe a majority population of humans who are carrying trauma. Trauma, big and time. When you and they're traumatizing trauma, more. It, right. Well, for, for sure. I mean, my goodness, things are, I mean, it, there's always something going on in the world and certainly we've had this exacerbated in recent years. But when you've got trauma in your system, whether it's like from childhood or it's from events that have happened or what's happening, you know, with the wars and everything going on right now, trauma, the deeper the trauma the harder the unknown. The yes. deeper the trauma, trauma, the harder it is to be in action mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel safe. Trauma doesn't want you to move. Trauma wants you to stay still. So bravery is like, you know, in my LinkedIn profile, it says I'm trauma-informed because for anybody that's been through that, we understand that we need to be in a space where the nature of our trauma and how it shows up in our lives and our bodies and our brains is taken into account because otherwise, and this takes us right back to the beginning of this call, otherwise 
I'm trying to just do it. I'm trying to implement the three steps that were written in that Harvard article, the Forbes article. I'm trying to be my best self, but none of it works for me because I need a more nuanced approach. Yes. Yes. It takes into account my vulnerabilities that maybe it may or may not be connected to my trauma. So it is, I just, yes, it's so important. It's very important. So Claire, let's talk specifically about um, the work that you do because uh, you work with people that are making shifts and changes in their career and you're helping them find more clarity and, and, and move with their trauma or through their trauma, it sounds like. Yes, yeah, so I'm not a therapist. Um, so, so the difference between coaching and therapy in this situation would be I would work with people that are able to make take steps and make movement. Yes. And if they're not, or if I work with people and they get to a point where they can't go any further, then I often will refer out or there's a trifecta approach going on. Um, because trauma can be, it's so personal, right? It shows up in so many different ways. But yes, I'm, I, look, I think we need more good people in positions of power. I think we have a lot of um, seasoned, uh, high integrity, impact-driven, upper-level and, dec- and executive-level leaders who are in environments where they're just stifled or they're burning out. Or they're like, they want to make a change, but how can they? And they've got kids or they've... My whole mission is how do we sort of pluck these people out of places where they know in their hearts they don't belong and support you know, them in the journey towards a place where they do belong, they can do their best work. And, and Right. And, if, and like you said earlier, if, you've been, if we've been in a job situation, let's say, a career for 10, 20, 30 years, the, the, the ri- seeming risk factor of leaving that position or that company is feels huge and when you've got family or debt or whatever it that's your clog right that becomes your clog that gets you kind of stuck and you and so you're not in the flow because in in the flow being in the flow of okay i'm going to say this being in the flow to me is about being fully aligned with source energy within you and listening to that wisdom, that divine wisdom. And when we're clogged up, we can't hear it. And we can't hear that voice saying, it's time to move. Go. You got to go. They're killing you. Go. You can't hear it, right? Right. Uh, and think about career coaching. The majority of career coaching, you get on a call with a career coach and they talk about your career but I can't make this move because I'm worried my wife's going to leave me. Right. I can't make this move because I booked this thing for later. I can't make this move because I have these sort of health issues, these physical. I can't make this move, but I can't. I'm really, really scared. And I got nobody to talk to about that. Right. So my whole, my approach is whole of life. We want to be having those conversations because it's a, it's a puzzle. You know, if you've got the pieces all mixed up, then like you just said, you can't line up with that flow inside of you and the flow ideally with your, you know, your your partner ideally, um, but feeling sort of the highest good, the, the calling of the highest yes. good to yourself and yes. those around you. Because usually that's not in conflict. The highest good is not usually in conflict. No. But the moving no. of those, the, 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 the re, yeah, the revamping of the, um, the, the jigsaw pieces. Of the whole of your life, that can be that could be a game changer. And I wish there were a little bit more support like that instead of just go update your resume and right that which doesn't really say. help. It doesn't help people to 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 in order to make a, a transition or a move. As you were speaking, Claire, I remember years ago those pie charts. You know that you would have to make a pie chart, and thirty percent of this is my career, and ten percent is my happiness, and. is my finances or whatever it was for people, you know, and I remember those things would would traumatize me because I'd look at it and I, I, I was, (laughs) I felt separated, you know, they were compartmentalized. My career is over here. My spiritual practices here, my money's here, you know, when what you, what you just said, it's all, it's all part of it. It's all the wholeness of it. Um, And all, all those pieces have to be addressed. And, like you said, resorted and re uh, put into maybe 
it looks like a different kind of puzzle when you're done, right? You you mentioned that earlier. When you move through that clogged pipe and the and you're in the flow, you become even more yourself, but it looks and feels different than who you were. Yes. And that takes bravery too. Are you ready to be are you ready to be different, which is is really more who you were who you're used to, you know, it's like the old behaviors or are you ready to build new more uh healthy supportive behaviors to have a life that's full yeah because it's always better it's I, always I don't better know anybody that like unclogs and they're like i really wish i hadn't done that right i mean right. everyone did all that <laughs> most right. people are like this oh my gosh i can see more clearly instead of this i'm like this um I, I feel more me. I feel less. I feel more relaxed. I feel more at ease. I feel more confident. I, right. I feel less scared. I feel less anxious. You know, these are, yeah, these are big things. Big things. And therefore, then the health improves, relationships improve, um, your, your self-talk improves, all of those things. So can we do science for a second? Because I wanted to read you this thing. I love it. I so love it. In, in psychology, so I found this in psychology today, and they said that bravery is our capacity to exercise more control in our lives so that we can pursue a full life. That's what bravery is. And then the Harvard study, you can tell I'm reading a little bit right now, but I don't want to mess it up. The Harvard study of adult development, which by the way is one of the longest running studies of physical and mental health and had no oh. women in its studies when it's oh it's my god days. but they fixed it now they fixed it but that study says we can control 40 percent of our joy oh so bravery is our capacity to exercise more control for a fuller life and we have 40 percent control of our joy so if we use bravery to control our joy we've got a wonderful intersection there yes and bravery has been connected to more resilience. Mm -hmm. And right now we have an epidemic of loneliness. The U.S. Surgeon General announced that. We have, we're in an epidemic of work stress. The World Health Organization has been talking about that. So resilience is really key right now. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of people are like, I used to, back in the day, I just applied for a job or somebody would offer me one. And now I'm, you know, I'm a year in and it hasn't happened. Right. So how do you keep going through that? And then you've got, you know, all these articles that are like, it'll take you, what's the average, three to six months to get a job. And I'm like, I just want to, and I just, can we have, please stop putting that pressure on job seekers. But anyway. so Exactly. Because it, it, it creates a limitation. It creates an expectation. That. And when that expectation isn't met, you feel limited. You feel small. You feel like, okay, nobody wants me. Yes. That nobody that's wants not to healthy. Stop, we personalize it. It's all force. It's awful and it's so normal, but there's so much shame in not getting hired. People don't want to have these conversations. And so then there's isolation, which also, so we're back in this cycle. So resilience, bravery, more resilience, better health. It's also been connected in clinical psychology as a healing element. So people yes. that do more brave things, they heal faster. And the braver you are, the longer your lifespan. And some people are going to hear that and go, thank you very much. I don't really want to live longer. <laughs> but what I would like to say, <laughs> what I'd like to say that if, imagine, you felt more resilient, your health was good, and you were generally like functioning well in your life, you might want to live a little bit longer. Yeah. And that so sounds like reaching potential. Yes. Uh, it is. And I love it that is. you said that because it is all about, we don't arrive at our potential. We reach for it. That's what fulfillment we, lives. That's where satisfaction exactly. lives. So bravery moving to, bravely moving towards the things that we really want. You know, there is- And who we want to be. And who we want to be, the expression of ourselves. Right. Yes. And being honest about that, which is, which is scary. And it's yeah. scary. You know, I've been out of cor a corporate job for, <laughs> a, uh, you know, a nine to five or a corporate job for maybe 25 years. And I have, doing what I do, 
gives me so much pleasure, fulfillment. I feel like I'm I'm making a difference. I feel like I'm serving people, humanity, uh, my clients. I, you know, and 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 breaking out of that mold where I was on a trajectory, you know, and thought that's where I'm supposed to be. Leaving that gave me. It was scary. It was very scary, um, but it has given me permission to really explore who I am and then why I'm here and how do I serve. And, and I mean, you know, we can serve in a job when we're in a job. We can serve humanity while we're in that job or that career. Like you're talking about plucking out those amazing leaders that have the experience that need to be just sourced into put into a a job a career that really is in alignment with who they are and how they have wanted to serve probably most of their life right yes right well said so everybody clara has a book it's called turn four steps to clarity in your career and um it sounds like we talked about a couple of the steps already well so turn is is sort of an it's like an inner exploration. It's a it's a it's an exercise book. It's not a read it. It's oh, I love that. I love exercise books. I love <laughs> books. Thank you. Oh my gosh! And you can't do your hand to exercise. How are you going to learn? Exactly. So many. It's this difference between like I know it. We're all smart and savvy, but until we do it, until we're actually our feet are moving, we cannot know it. We can only cerebrally know it. So right. that's the kind of book that is. It's a personal exploration towards clarity. There's four stages of that. Um, and there's some there's some really powerful exercises in that. You got to do them, though. If you sit and think about them, you'll be like, well, I don't get it. It's not that powerful. But good to do them. And also, I also want to just say, shout out to people that are like, I can't do this kind of exercises alone. I get it. Sometimes we can't confront the hardest parts inside of ourselves alone those young, young parts of us or those vulnerable parts of us need to be with a witness or with somebody who's, who feels like they've got them. So I just want to say that, you know, it's not like it's easy to do these kind of exercises. Um, but I did want to mention that over the last, you know, around 14, 15 years of doing this, I have a framework for change and I feel like this has been so important. It's not in the book. It'll be in the oh. next book. I know. I'm working on it. I, I want to know what it is. In years is my goal, apparently. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> you know, I might be on that trajectory too, but yes. So you have a framework for change. A framework for, ch- for change. Now, I think about it through career change, but probably you could apply it, but I'll stick with, with my lane. Um but it's a five-stage framework. And I think it can be very, very useful for people to think about change in this way because otherwise it's like, I'm here in my job. I want to go over there. And so i got to do all the things to get me there. And that's how people think about it. And all the things are, you know, i got to network. Oh, God, well, that's terrifying. Terrifying. Awful. I mean, what even does that mean? It's just yeah, and I've got to get my resume, and then I've got to apply, and then I got rejected, and then I got to get ghosted, and then I got to do all. And I'm working full time, and I've got a relationship, and I'm probably working on the weekends, and I'm trying to go for a run every now and then and eat healthy, and it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. So if we can just slow it down and start with clarity, let's start with clarity. Give yourself enough time. Don't wait till you're your back goes completely out or you can't handle where you work anymore. So you quit in a flurry of rage or you've become so apathetic that you have no energy to do anything outside of your job or whatever the breaking point things are. Let's not wait that long. Let's start when it's the pain has become bigger than the benefit of staying. Mm. And let's start with clarity. What do I want? What do I want next? And I have a framework called, the, I'm just a framework girl, but I have a framework called the matrix, which is breaks down what people want into in a job into four different categories. Uh-huh. 
rather than just thinking about the job itself, think also about the organization, the culture. Think also about the people and then think about the, what I call the, the sort of admin side, which is like your, you know, your salary, your benefits. This is where the negotiable stuff lies. Mm-hmm. But we want to be doing a must-have list that includes the culture, the organization, and the people. Because guess why people leave jobs? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's scope creep of the work that they're doing, but often it's like, oh, we had a reorg. Yeah. I can't get my job done. I got another boss. I can't stand working for them. This team member keeps throwing me under the bus. Everyone's stealing my ideas. I'm not respected. It's, It's people. And mostly why people leave. So clarity around... And then rising up within that, the second stage is bravery. I want something better. Can I be brave enough to allow myself to say yes to the better thing that I want? Can I be brave enough to go for the better thing that I know that I'm capable of? There are three ways we're qualified. Our education, our experience, Mm -hmm. and our ability to wing it. Yeah, and those are all valid skills i had to wing it a lot but i bet you did i bet you did i mean especially this the move that you've made from from corporate into what you've become that's like one wing two wing going all the time why so yeah so glad you did because your your contribution is really I mean, just listening to some of your interviews and the, the scope that you carry, because all our lives, are, uh, especially as women, I think, our lives are are much broader than our than our work and our our trauma. They are our pets. They are our spirit lives. There, there is all of it. And I love that you cover all of that. I think it really matters. Thank you, Claire. Um, I appreciate that. So when, so I'm not going to push you for this next oh, book. <laughs> good, <laughs> and comes out I'm really interested in 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 seeing it and and talking to you about it yeah thank you yeah because um just in this conversation you you've given me I've written down I mean my my note page is just full I don't even have any empty space anymore you've given us so many nuggets of of uh, a little something you know a little sound bite to hold on to um as we as we clarify who we are as we move into this this 2024 year, who knows what is going to happen? And and at least we can begin to treat ourselves kindly and um, clarify who we are, what we want, how we want to show up in the world, where we can contribute. You know, it's just vastly important right now, and it does take bravery. Lots, yeah, and you can do it bit by bit. So much bravery. But it's not like you've got to live in a state of bravery, right? Just go be brave for a couple of minutes and then go under that under the covers and then come out and go be brave for a couple of minutes and then go back under the covers. Like we need to break things down more. Mm-hmm. For Take me to, to put a post on LinkedIn, it's like I don't just put a post on LinkedIn. I have to decide. I it's not even writing isn't even the first stage. The first stage is think about the post. That's all I'm going to do. That's my brave move today. Think about the post. Now, sometimes that moves me forwards, but sometimes it doesn't, you know. So we we got to stop this. The whole idea of bravery is being big steps and, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, measurable and quantifiable and all those. It's not fair. It's not fair on our nervous systems. It's not fair on the realities. And you know what? A lot of these people that we see the stories like, yeah, so and so created this tech company and blew it through the roof and never had a never even went to school. Um, right. And oh like well, so and so just got promoted to be the lead person at USAID. <laughs> anyway, it's a whatever. Um United States humanitarian funding health programs initiatives around the world. So big, big organization. But we see these promotions or we see these moves and we're like, how did they do it? Well, Sure, some of them got a leg up. There's right. no question. They went to the right. right school. They got the right inroads. They look the right way. They sound the right way. They dress the right way. There's a privilege component to a lot of these. And there are a lot of people that just have a long runway before they got there. But you don't get to hear that story. 
No, because it, we it don't doesn't... relish the story there. We relish the arrival. But in reality, for most of us, when we arrive, we're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. I got here. Now what's next? Yes. Right. So it's really important to just, okay, what's the little, what's the little, what's the little, what's the, there's no shame in small steps. There's none. And it doesn't have big to be brave and like, just let's put this down. It could be brave to pick up a pen and write your name some mornings. I mean, it's. Can be brave to take a shower. I I did a I did a a bunch of a mind mapping stuff. I'll just show you for what I want to do. Uh, things that I think are to dos that feel daunting, you know. And I, I and and I just I did that. I did that yesterday, and I just put it down on my desk. I haven't looked at it. It's there. That's I'll brilliant. look at it, and I'll and I'll find one piece to do, and I'll just do that one. I I, I love the little steps because we. We never learn how to walk by running, do we? Children don't learn how to walk by running. They learn how to walk by crawling first and then standing up and falling down and standing up and falling down and then taking one. And that's why they're called baby steps. One baby step, two baby steps. Right. And and if we can just get back into that, um, well, is it a mindset? No. Is it a practice? Huh. But give ourselves permission to do it, like you just said, a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time. I, I don't see how we can't become more spectacular and more fulfilled and more happy and more loving and more money and just the full the full Megilla, the whole potential. Let's just get the whole Megillah. Yes. It's a competence issue competence the competence issue because when we get into our 40s and our 50s and our 60s we used to feel competent oh yeah in our work in our aspects of our lives so to make a change means we have to be willing to feel incompetent yes and part of Ooh. what comes up for people is like i should be able to do this i'm running a gazillion dollar company i'm leading a department of 400 I'm earning, or whatever your version is, I should be able to do this. But this is not comparable. It's not comparable. Making a change in your life is not the same as being a great leader. There are there yes. leadership qualities that blow over? Yes. Yes. You've got to be willing to step down and be, feel, at least feel, incompetent in order to move forwards. It's, 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 that I think is where most of the bravery is, is like, can I, let get myself a little bit off balance knowing that i've got a history of 40 50 60 years behind me and i'm probably going to be okay okay can i let myself get off balance here that's really big i, I, I love, love the daunting that you said that. well i love that you said that about feeling it, it, it can you be okay feeling incompetent for a little while because that's where people stop you know yeah. a lot of people that that's where they stop i that's where they stop and I'm laughing. I'm laughing at myself, Clara, because um, I have a book that I've outlined that you know, and it's been sitting for almost a year and a half. And this morning, it hit me: you're the only one that's supposed to write that book. You're the only one that can write that book, Susan. So just sit down and write the book. I was like, oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's like the clog left, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. Yes, now it's time to to complete the book and write it. But there was but I was stuck because I was feeling incompetent. Right. Right? Because it was okay, can I do this kind of one? Can I write this kind of book? Cuz I already wrote a book. That was a, that was easy peasy. Can I write this kind of book? And I was feeling right. incompetent. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Clara for your clarity today and and, and all that you've given me think about um so people can get to you on clarityunlimited.com they can a good place to find me they can they can and you can sign up for a newsletter if you want to hear from me occasionally but that's not a brave area for me but here's something really exciting through the month of december and i don't know when this is airing this but it's airing in january okay so through part of january um i'm actually offering a limited number of 
clarity coaching sessions as a gift for the holidays. Oh my gosh, you guys. For upper level executive, more seasoned, 15 plus years, this sort of realm, impact driven leaders who want to talk about some of this stuff. They want to resolve something. They understand that a conversation about their resume is not going to do it for them. Um, oh, so, I love that you're doing that. So the best way to 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 to, to uh, apply for that would be probably, I don't know what you'll put on your page, but if you find me on LinkedIn and send me a message and I'll also leave an email um, and just put clarity coaching session gift okay. and then I'll send over the application link. Um, I'm writing this down, clarity coaching gift. Okay, that'll all be in the show notes, everybody. And um, it, th this is going out the beginning of January. So if you, do, should we have that, anybody that's heard it through this show, like yeah. add a little um, empowering chats, heard, heard through empowering chats. Okay, yes. so you know. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I can't even say it enough. Thank you for your brilliance. Thank you for your bravery. Seriously, Clara, thank you for your bravery. And thank you for really developing a niche that is much needed in order for humanity to move forward, where, where high-level leaders can become more clear about who they are, what they want, and how they want to show up in the world. And to me, that's a light leader. So thank you for doing this work for us, with us, and for me. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. I'm really, really receiving that. I'm so glad I had this opportunity to have this, this exploration and connection with you. Thank me you. too. Me too. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.